Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Now listen, I usually don't do this, but the lunch that I just had was the most delicious food I've had in a very long time. Something to know about me, I am not a picky eater, but I am a very picky chicken salad eater. And I had a chicken salad over some greens and a little fruit salad on the side and a cookie because there needed to be balance. And y'all, it was fantastic. And the story behind this restaurant is even more wonderful than their food. If you are in Versailles or even near Versailles, if you're not near to Versailles, it is a great time to pack up everyone you know and go here. I urge you to grab a friend and go to Spark Community Cafe, where their potentially unofficial motto is doing good while eating well. So you already knew that I loved it because you will be doing both doing good and eating well. Spark Community Cafe is an upscale farm-to-table catering service and a cafe that provides locally sourced dining experiences, and they have a pay-it-forward process where if you can't pay for your meal, it's for free. And if you can pay, those pay-it-forward dollars go toward defeating food insecurity in Fayette and Woodford counties. Also, they were started by students and they help people find jobs. Like they are true rock stars. And if you are with Spark Community Cafe and you're listening right now, I am coming for you because you have to be on this podcast and you have to tell your story and also be my best friend. Thank you. And give me that recipe for the chicken salad. It was delish. But today we are not talking to Spark Community Cafe. We are talking to someone who is just as lovely and is making an impact in a different way in the bluegrass. Carrie Truitt is the executive director of Camp Horse and Around out of Perryville, which supports organized groups to provide an outdoor camp adventure for children whose health is compromised or who have special needs. This episode is a little wild because the power literally went out in the middle of our conversation, (laughs) but she was so wonderful and so patient. And this camp is absolutely proven to warm hearts. So stick with us. Here is Carrie Truitt. Mr. New 
you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm so excited to talk to you, but my very first question has nearly nothing to do with what you do at all. Have you ever watched BoJack Horseman? I have not. Okay. This is going to be awkward because you said no. Okay. But (laughs) in BoJack Horseman, the story is about a horse man who lives in Los Angeles, and he was in a show called Horsin' Around. And there's a theme song, and every time I see it, I'm... Every time I see your logo, I immediately say, horsing around, because it's, like, ingrained (laughs) in my being. You have to check it out. Definitely. It is certainly not um, family-friendly. Got it. Good to know. But it's a great show. You should check it out. (laughs) So you are with Camp Horsing Around. I am. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do specifically at the camp, and what Camp Horsing Around is? Sure. So I am the executive director at camp, and I actually just joined the team there in January. So I'm still relatively new, but loving everything that I'm learning about our organization. And so officially, our mission is to enrich the lives of children whose health is compromised or who have special needs by collaborating with organized groups to provide an outdoor camp adventure. And so So fun. Yeah. So and I um I just really enjoyed the space. We sit on 191 beautiful acres Mm -hmm. in Perryville, Kentucky. Uh, When I first started there in January, and actually when I came for my job interview there, a deer walked past the door, and I thought, well, hello there. How are you? That sounds like a good sign. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so now we have little deer friends that say Uh, hello every time we roll up the driveway, and it's just a wonderful experience to go there every day. And so you know that when you feel that way about your job that you've made a good decision in being where you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so a little bit about me. I've been in the nonprofit arena for 16 years now. Uh, I graduated from the University of Kentucky in 2006, which a ba- with a bachelor's degree in arts administration. And so not necessarily connected. That's fine. Right. Um, but that degree program teaches you all about how to run a nonprofit arts organization. So not super far right. removed uh, from where I started. But most of the time in my career, I've spent in fundraising roles, uh, in volunteer management roles. And this was just a great way for me to pull everything together mm. and come and work for an, except- an exceptional mission. And so I'm just really excited to be out at camp every day. Now, are you originally from Lexington? I'm originally from Lebanon, Kentucky, and that's where my family and I live today. Uh, So just love being down there with my kiddos. Okay. I'm from Greensburg, Kentucky. Nice. And my younger brother, who is the light of my life, works at the Cooperage in Lebanon. Very cool. Yes. I'm trying my very best to talk him into moving to Lexington, but right now he's very happy with his workplace. So Yeah. It's a good spot to be in. It is. And it's beautiful. Yes. You don't really understand how pretty it is until you get like past Walmart Uh and then you're in those little neighborhoods. Gorgeous. Yes. Dream. Now, how long has the camp been running? Sure. So we were established in 2002, but the first year we welcomed campers to site uh, was in 2010. So we've been having camp for about 13 years now. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, COVID shut us down like it did everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were super happy to welcome our campers back in 2021. And so we even had them back more quickly than a lot of people expected. And what has that growth looked like since you know, the start in the early 2000s to now? Sure. Um, So we started with 
nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. We we started really with just a vision. Uh, Phyllis Cronin is our founder, and she and her husband, Dr. John Cronin, have done just wonderful things here in the Lexington community. She's been involved in so many um, nonprofit organizations. She helped found the Ronald McDonald House in here in Lexington. Wow. She helped found the Children's Advocacy Center, uh, who, you know, they do wonderful things too. And so through that work, she fell in love with causes that impact children mm-hmm. and really got engaged uh, when she learned about Paul Newman's Hole in the Wall Gang Camp in, uh, I think, Connecticut is where it was started, and just really fell in love with that mission of serving kids with special health care needs and wanted to create a place like that for kids here in Kentucky. Um, because at that time, there wasn't really anything uh, right. for those kids. And so she started with that vision and went to visit Paul and had conversations with him about how he got started and then thought, well, we're just going to do we it. We can do that. Um, so she put an ad in the paper, actually, looking for land to purchase in central Kentucky and found this uh, spot in Perryville and just fell in love with the with the landscape and the acreage mm-hmm. and just the spot of where to be. Um, she is a force to be reckoned with, is Miss Phyllis Cronin. So <laughs> she just decided that we're going to make this happen and we're going to go out and utilize all of our connections and not long after it was founded, the capital campaign started, and they were able to almost immediately build five cabins. Gosh. Yeah, a Band-Aid barn where um, kids can get health care treatments while on site, so they don't have to leave camp to oh, get great. taken care of. And so that's just an amazing feature of the camp. Then it also features a large dining hall that can accommodate 150 campers. We have a huge pavilion that is just beautiful, and so when you roll up to the camp, you see that red roof popping up over the hills first and it just lets you know that you have arrived at Camp Mm. Horsin' Around and um, it has a fireplace in the pavilion so it's a wonderful opportunity for kids to just chill and and make a fire and tell ghost stories and do all those fun things so from a construction perspective it's kind of existed in its current state from the beginning Mm -hmm. and then um, the growth we've really seen is in our partners that we collaborate with. Um, So we have just a really strong group of partners. We work with UK Children's Hospital and um, Camp Kesem here in Lexington, as well as Shriners Hospital and Camp Fizz. And then we host uh, Kids Cancer Alliance and their Camp KCA every summer. They come to see us for a couple of weeks. Um, We also partner with Camp Hendon and Center College. So our partnerships have really grown throughout that time that enables us to serve just more and more campers, which is what we want to do in the first place. Of course. Yeah. Now, before we talk about what you all do at camp, I want to talk specifically about the campers because mm-hmm. there are some misconceptions about what a chronic illness is or someone with impaired health, someone with special needs. In what way do you encompass all of those kids at camp? So we're really looking for opportunities not only to serve children who have been afflicted with an acute illness Mm -hmm. such as cancer, leukemia, something that's come on rather quickly that, you know, ultimately our hope is that they will get to a place in their lives where they're not dealing with that diagnosis anymore. Then we also work with children who are living with chronic illnesses, um, whether those are diabetes, um, that can have a significant impact on a child's mm-hmm. life. We also work with kids who have um, muscular dystrophy, cystic fibrosis, spina bifida, 
getting tongue-tied a little bit. But um, so those kids who are living with a, um, a special health care need that is going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. Right. And so what we do to kind of bring all of those kids in is we want to make sure that the camp facility itself is very accessible. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we're we're gearing up for a universal design so that regardless of someone's age, ability, mobility, um, that they can come and enjoy what we do at camp. And so what we do to kind of bring those kids in is I mentioned we partner with organized groups. Uh, And so we look for those groups who are serving different populations of children Mm -hmm. who are living with a special health care need or a special need. Mm -hmm. And we also bring organizations out that serve kids with autism. And um, one of the great ways that we also serve kids is we work with bereavement camps for kids who have lost either a grandparent, a parent, a sibling. That's so awesome. Yeah. And we give them an opportunity just to come out and be. Yeah. and, you know, they work through uh, grief activities, but they also just get to come and, and be at summer camp and enjoy being a kid and remember what it feels like not to be sad. And so I just uh, I really love all of the different ways that we touch kids and that we work with children just to, to make their lives better and allow them the opportunity just to have fun, mm-hmm. um, because that's such a huge part of being a kid. It's just the fun part. Yes. Now, let's talk more about that just a little bit, because there is a sense of normalcy that comes with being able to be a kid, being at summer camp. Sometimes those experiences can be so life-changing for mm-hmm. kids, even for kids who don't have, you know, something going on at home or an illness that they're having to deal with. Camp is just like a staple part of being a kid. Why is that? And why is it so important to make sure that it is accessible to every child? Well, I think, I mean, that's one of the things that drew me to Camp Horsing Around in the first place is because summer camp is that quintessential Mm -hmm. childhood experience. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a parent myself, and I remember going away to summer camp, yes. whether it was 4-H camp or band camp. You go, you get dirty, your parents aren't there to tell you what to do. It's all about staying up late and having fun with your friends, um, doing things outside your comfort zone and just yeah. exploring and being, you know, getting your hands dirty and and under your fingernails and it's perfectly okay (laughs) because that's what you're there to do and you know just that experience that everybody carries with them regardless of whether you live in the city or the country it's just something that kids want to do because Mm -hmm. it's outside in the sunshine and and just being. Uh, And so it's really important for us to offer that opportunity to the campers that we serve because I think as a parent myself, you know, when you learn that you're going to be a parent, these dreams and these visions and these ideas automatically pop in your head. Yeah. You can't stop it from happening. And so you you get these pictures going for yourself and think, this is what it's going to be like when I have a little boy or a little girl. Yeah. And um, then, you know, there are a lot of parents out there who are dealing with a diagnosis that, of course, they weren't expecting mm-hmm. or something that pops up and presents a family tragedy that just throws everything into turmoil. And by having camp horsing around, horsing around available for these kids, it just gives them the opportunity to bring that dream back. Because, you know, if you have a child who utilizes a wheelchair um, to move around, there are certain things that you set aside, right? right? You set aside that summer camp adventure because that's grass and hills and rocks Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And so that can't happen for my child anymore. And, um, 
You know, so we want to be able to give those opportunities back to not only the kids, but their parents, too. Mm. Um, We get letters from parents all the time that just say, thank you so much for allowing my child to just come and be, just be a kid, because we are so wrapped up in doctor's visits or specialist visits or therapist visits that we just don't get to think about these fun kid things anymore. And you brought that back for them. Mm. Um, And so it just... It's just an amazing place to be and something incredible to take part in. And we talked a little bit about some of the things that you have construction-wise at Mm -hmm. camp. What are some of the activities that kids can enjoy while they're there? Sure. So we have a two-acre pond as part of camp, and we have paddle boats available to all of our campers. We have kayaks. We're actually um, looking to invest in two additional adaptive kayaks that allow the opportunity. um, They're easier to get into. They're easier for kids who have trunk control issues Mm. to utilize. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they're really just nice steady kayaks so you know a lot of times you think about flipping over right um, and these kayaks offer the opportunity just to stay very stable very steady and um, they can also go fishing in the pond and we've got wonderful volunteers available to help string fishing lines and put worms on hooks because nobody likes to do, to do that, that. <laughs> um, but everybody likes to catch a fish and yes. say look what I did yeah. and then throw it back in the water so um, but we've got the pond uh, we have a pool as well on site um, it's very It's a very safe pool. It's just a nice, comfortable um, place. We have a pool lift that allows kids to Mm. go into and out of the pool, regardless of their mobility concerns or issues. Um, And so swimming and water is a huge part of what we provide at camp. We also have a 16-foot tall climbing tower, climbing wall. um, And we've got people on site certified to kind of observe and supervise kids. Um, Lots of opportunity for kids just to, to climb and see how high they can get. We have an archery range available to our campers too and the wonderful thing you know i've i've shot a bow and arrow before and it's gone horribly wrong it's really hard um but for kids who are dealing with maybe finger dexterity concerns Mm. we have um adaptive equipment that they can just grab onto pull it back and let it fly Uh, and so that's just always a fun activity for our kids to do we recently added a putt-putt golf course. So How it, fun. Yeah. So there's an 18-hole putt-putt course uh, on site that kids can just go nuts in. Uh, we have a gaga ball pit, and I had no idea what gaga ball was. I, I have no idea what that is. It's um, softer, smoother dodgeball enclosed. <gasps> Yeah. So, you know, you have all of those terrifying flashbacks from middle school. Absolutely. I would have loved that. Yeah. And this is just a way for kids to either roll the ball or throw it softly (laughs) and play dodgeball. And it's probably, I'd say, a 12 foot wide um, circle. So you can't really ramp up and go nuts. Uh But everybody loves dodgeball without the violence factor. So it's great. I love that. Yeah. Now, it has to take a small army to get all of this together. So what does your team look like? So in the off season, we have three uh, full-time staff members, myself, our camp director, Josh Manley, and then our office manager, Susan Cloud. Let me pause you right there. Sure thing. What what is off season? When does camp happen? So peak camping season happens in June and July. We really get started that first week of June and we go like gangbusters all the way throughout the month of July. Okay. And so during that time, we have between 15 and 20 staff that are either camp counselors, um, lifeguards, kitchen staff, because we have a full service kitchen for our campers on site. And so that's when we really bring 
um, all of the people in to help our camper groups. The groups that we serve themselves also bring in volunteers to help support the time that they are there on camp. And so we really couldn't um, do any of the things that we do without the volunteers that are there, too. Mm. Yeah. What immediate needs are you all facing right now that maybe our listeners can help out with? Well, we're definitely looking for volunteers and we've got a lot of different opportunities. Whether you want to um, be a camp volunteer and have really close connections to the camper groups that are on site, or if you're somebody who just loves to cook, we're looking for volunteers either in our kitchen or our dining hall um, to kind of circulate throughout and make sure that our campers have everything that they need to enjoy the meals that they have with us. Uh, We are looking for administrative volunteers. Uh, I think we're even looking for volunteers to help out with water activities. You name it. Um, If people like to garden and weed flower beds, that's therapy for me to get my fingers in the dirt. And so if if somebody loves doing that, then we have 191 acres that we have to take care of. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of important to have those people that like to to get on the lawnmower and just ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so any any volunteers that are interested in helping out, we are looking for those individuals. Um, we're also looking for paid camp staff. Mm-hmm. So I think we're still looking to hire a few camp counselors, a couple of lifeguards, and a couple of cooks. And so if you're looking for just a really amazing, fun, um, seasonal job, then you know visit our website and come hit us up. Um, one of the great opportunities that we have for paid staff is an overnight camp counselor. Mm. And so we have um, full-time housing there on site at camp. And so you would come live there for the summer, serve as camp counselor. It's a contracted position for between eight and 10 weeks, but you don't have rent. You don't have utilities. You get food provided while you're there at camp. And I (laughs) really can't. So um, if anybody's interested in a setup like that, then we have needs there too. And kind of going off of that, Mm -hmm. I am not a parent, but I've also watched a lot of spooky movies. Yes. And sometimes summer camp can be a little scary to let your little nuggets go and be (laughs) with somebody who is not you for a while. What do you all, how do you all support parents in that transition? Because it has to be a transition to drop the little ones off for a while. Definitely. And and so one of the, the biggest ways that we support parents is um, we maintain what's called an American Camp Association accreditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they come in, if anybody's ever been through a joint commission survey, it's, it's kind of like that. They come in, they look at everything that you do, they tear you down, they lift you back up yep. and say, this is what you need to do to improve um, services, safety, accessibility, all of those things to serve your campers well. And so we have that stamp of approval on our camp facility. Mm-hmm. Um, those one-on-one connections with our parents really happen through our camper groups, but in that, we make sure that we are communicating, here's everything that we do to make sure that your loved one is safe. So we're always going to provide certified lifeguards. We're always going to have camp counselors available to um, to be there in addition to the mm-hmm. volunteer team that your camper group is going to bring. We maintain really strong relationships with our emergency medical service providers in Boyle County because, heaven forbid, something does go wrong. Of course. We want them to get there to us more quickly, yes, yeah. than any anything else. And so 
it's it's important for parents to understand that we have all of these safeguards mm-hmm. in place for when their kiddos come and see us, um, and and really just making sure that we're upfront and clear on communication to say this is what this is what we have and this is what we provide and this is what we make available to you guys and these are the things that we do to make sure all of those things are safe. Right. And before we move on to segment two, can you tell me a little bit about the difference that you see in some campers who arrive at the first of the week and Mm -hmm. then when they leave, what does that difference look like? It is uh, really quite incredible because, you know, you think about these kids and regardless of the the challenge they're facing, they're carrying some really heavy burdens. Mm. And so when they get to camp, whoops, sorry, (laughs) my gosh. Yeah, it looks like everything's gone. S-O-S. Okay. <laughs> Can you check this? Sure. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Okay. Actually, amazingly, the recording did not stop. Love- so, okay. so you're good to go. Love- Great. Um, but I will need to get in there when you're done to reset the computers and stuff. Okay. But you sh- I'll just make sure that you're still going okay. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Oh my gosh, so scary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to regularly scheduled programming. The difference between arriving and leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, those kids really are carrying a heavy burden Mm -hmm. when they come to us. And so you see them and they're just like, okay, I'm here. And maybe there are some of them that wanted to go but weren't 100% certain. They're kind of unsure about being around people that they haven't been around Mm -hmm. either since the previous summer or ever. And some of them just get off of their buses and they're bounding and ready to go. Yes. Now, by the end of the week, that's everybody. Um, You know, (laughs) they are, they are, of course, tired, Um, hopefully just a tiny bit dirty rather than all the way dirty, um, because we do have showers in our cabins, (laughs) thankfully. So it's not full on like crazy camping um, on that front. But they're all excited and none of them are ready to go home. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just really wonderful to see the light and the energy and the excitement and the happiness uh, and some of that weight be off of their shoulders because mm. they're way too young to be carrying the things so that tiny. they're carrying. Yeah. Um, so that's just that's what makes it worth it. Just mm-hmm. seeing that change in those kids and, and being able to know that we had some small part in making that happen. Mm. Now, we are going to go into segment two, which Mm -hmm. is what I like to call BGCF Fast Facts, which is where I'm going to ask you a question. And without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first thing that pops up. Are you ready? Yes. What are you reading right now? I'm reading Pat Conroy um, South of Broad right now. And I've read Pat Conroy before. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't read Beach Music, read it. Okay. Um, it's, It's He is a Southern writer. And so he writes with a Southern you know, kind of perspective all the time. And yeah. I just love that stuff. I'm a Kentucky girl, so, you know, that speaks to me. But he writes it in such a way that's heartfelt and painful and mm. emotional and, and just really wonderful. So I'm enjoying South of Broad right now. Mm. What are you watching right now? I just finished You on Netflix <sighs> season four, and I'm so, I'm excited for season five, but also, I mean, I just, I like Joe. I know he's crazy and awful and evil. And he's and a he's, murderer. Yeah, but I love him. I just do. I just want him to be on an island. Yes. By himself. Yeah. 
And then I would like him so much more. I just <laughs> I love him. He I, could, I could be on the island. Yeah. I think that we yeah. would be great. <laughs> yeah. You, you could totally survive and make it work. Yes. I can fix him. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to right now? I... I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, and, you know, my kids ask me all the time, what's your favorite song, Mom? I never have any clue, no. but I always find myself gravitating back to Dave Matthews, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited um, because he just released a new single called Madman's Eyes, uh, and I'm now that I know the backstory about that sing- single um, and it being just kind of a way for him to voice his frustrations about things that are going on right now. I want to hear the rest of the album that goes with it. So I'm excited. Oh, I love, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. You are actually the second guest that I've had this week who said Dave Matthews band, yeah. which I appreciate. Love them. What are you eating right now? I had lunch with a dear, dear friend today at um, the Combination in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I had an amazing Cuban sandwich there. It was so good. They can't be beat. They really can't. I so mean. they It's yeah. the perfect sandwich. Yeah. And they pressed it really nice. Mm. And so you could see the marks on it. And they served it with French fries and, mm. you know, good mm. fries, mm. too. Mm. What are you most scared of? Uh, I am most scared of going through what the parents of our campers go through. Absolutely. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm blessed with three healthy children. Um, but I also know that things can change in the blink of an eye. And so I... You know, I know that everybody hated COVID, but I kind of liked it because I had all in of the bubble. They were right there. <laughs> Nobody was going anywhere. We yeah. were all bubble wrapped and enclosed and, and I could lay eyes on them all the time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I can't really keep them that way because <laughs> they have to go out into the big bad world. Yes. But yeah, that's something that keeps me up at night sometimes. How old are they? Uh, 15, 10 and 7. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 15. Yeah. yeah. So the, the driver's license coming next year is just, Absolutely um, no. <laughs> but he says 20 miles an hour feels really fast and it feels very scary. And I'm like, that's great. Keep it, honey. Let's do that. 35 <laughs> and below. Yeah. <laughs> what are you most proud of? I am most proud of, I think, just the the community service that I do. I mean, my babies are the light of my life, mm-hmm. but um you know, just because we become parents doesn't mean that we set the the person that we are aside. Yes. And so, you know, I am lucky enough to get to go work at Camp Horse and Around every day. I'm also a locally elected member of the Marion County Board of Education. I'm serving as their chair right now. And so school districts really need our love and support yes. um, because there is no other profession out there without kids going to school. Correct. Period. End of story. So we have to... Um, really support our school districts. I also, through my work with the school district, uh, launched the Marion County Education Foundation, and that awards teachers uh, micro grants to allow them to do creative and innovative things in their classrooms. And so if they see some cool thing that they want to use to teach second graders how to read or do math, then they can apply for a grant with the Education Foundation and um, make it happen for those kids. And then we, as at the school board level, can then see, hey, that's a really successful program. Why don't we make that happen for every second grader in our school district? And so just really excited about all of those different opportunities to serve. I also coach youth soccer and serve on the soccer board. So I'm a crazy person. Busy. Um, but I really <laughs> love just every second of it because, you know, not everybody gets to work right. and um, live in service. And that just, I really believe that we find ourselves through the service of others. Mm-hmm. And and so I just get to find myself every day by 
doing what I love to do in the first place. Mm. Who do you look up to? My grandmother. Uh, she is an 85-year-old pistol. Love it. And <laughs> she's just... What's her name? Her name is Martha. Martha Cute. Francis. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, my kids call her Big Granny. <laughs> Yep. Uh, she is not big. I'm um, sure she loves that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a, it's one of those names that carried down. I called my great-grandmother Big Granny, and so they just so were like, fun. that's cool. I'm going to call her Big <laughs> Granny, too. Uh, so, But uh, she is a retired principal. She taught third grade when she was a teacher. She is independent, and if you try to take that away from her, she will fight you. Mm. Um, she recently broke her ankle, and so she's had to rely upon the help of other people, and she it's driving like her mad. Mm-mm. No, it's driving her crazy. But I just, I love uh, the way that she looks at the world. She is entirely unexpected for an 85-year-old from Central Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. She does not bring anything that you'd think right. she would bring to the table. It's all of the other stuff that just make you fall in love with her. So mm-hmm. I'm looking. Shout out Big Granny. That's right. So cute. What are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to my first camp season. Um, I've gotten to see like some of the campers and all of those little things, but to, to see the chaos and excitement and energy and fun of a full-on camp season is just something that I'm really, really excited about. And so to see just all of that and um, probably lose my mind a little bit this summer, sure. but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay um, because we'll learn through it and, and figure out new ways to to let kids have fun. Yes. So that's awesome. Mm. Why do you love your community? I love my community because it is made up of people that would give you the shirt off their back. Your brother will find that out about Lebanon if he hasn't already. <laughs> yes. Um, that if anything goes wrong, if his car won't start on the way to work, there will be a, a list of people um, that will back up and say, I got you, man. I'll yeah. take care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, this weekend, for example, both the, all three of my kids are playing soccer and it took me 45 seconds of reaching out to fellow soccer parents to say, I need a ride for my oldest. And somebody was like, yep, gotcha. Mm-hmm. He's he's in the car and we're ready to go. So it's just uh, it's just a wonderful community that knows how to join together in good times and in bad. And so, you know, it's very easy for people to say, yeah, I'll help out because I know things have gone really, really wrong for you. Right. It takes an entirely different level of commitment to be there to help every day regardless of the circumstances. And so people just show up in mm-hmm. Lebanon to help you out and, and love Anya. And, um, you know, that's just, I, uh, I came to UK for school and lived in Lexington for 15 years. And it's that, that took me back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Lebanon story right on that road. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the big road right before you get to Walmart. Yeah. They were doing construction on that road for a long time. Yes. And it was not this past Christmas, but I think the Christmas before. Mm-hmm. And they had cut off part of the the shoulder. Yeah. And they put, um, like, the cones up. Well, we didn't understand. Me and my boyfriend, we probably shouldn't have a driver's license. But <laughs> we didn't understand that the cones were up because there wasn't enough shoulder left. Well, it was raining really hard. We couldn't see anything. So we were like, we're going to pull over. It's dangerous for us to be on the road. So we pull over on the shoulder. My car tips off of the the shoulder. This man pulled up five seconds. Mm -hmm. He pulled up and he said, I'm just out driving around. I know that this is going to happen to people. He pulled us out, wouldn't accept any money. Uh We start driving back down the road. 
he's with two other people on the side of the road just pulling him out. And I'm yeah. like, this place is the best. So special. It really is. I mean, and that stuff happens all day, every day. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, why do you love yourself? I love myself because of that focus on service. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think in this day and age where so many of us feel so disconnected and removed from one another, especially, you know, with electronics, we have yes. them with us all the time. And even though they should bring us closer together, I think there are a lot of ways that they divide us from yeah. each other because we can just focus there. Um, so I I love the fact that I am geared inside myself towards service and making those connections and helping people. And, you know, I think part of it, it's just in my DNA. And another part of it is just the community in which I grew up. It's just what you do. Right. Uh, and so it's very easy uh, as all of us are busy and on our phones and with our jobs just to say, I don't have time for all that. Right. Um, you know, and I am excited. I think my husband would really love me to say no more often than I do uh, because, you know, he kind of likes me, too, and wants to see me every once in a while. Uh, But but he also knows me well enough to know that if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, then I probably wouldn't be very fun to be around. So, so, you know, it's it's good that he knows that about me and understands that, yeah, when I see my wife, she's happy and, (laughs) and, and it's a fun person to be around. So, you know, he takes what he can get. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Last question. How can people learn more about Camp Horse and Around? How can people get in touch with you if they have questions? Give us all of the goods. Sure. So we have a website. It is www.camphorsenaround.org. And there's no G in horsing. It's not horsing. It's we're horsen. Not horsing. Yeah. We are horsing. We're not formal. We're having fun. It's horsing. <laughs> um, so that's our website. People can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see just all of the fun things that we're doing with camp. Um, we recently just finished our camp cleanup and have volunteers out at camp today, actually cutting down trees and doing all kinds of cool stuff, getting ready to go so they can see pictures of that. And then they can either email me uh, at ex.director at camphorsenaround.org. It's quite possibly the longest email address in the history. <laughs> History of the world, but that's what it is. Or they can give us a call at 859-332-0001. Carrie, this has been the craziest recording I've ever had. No, right? I appreciate you sticking in with me, and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I really love the opportunity just to talk about what we do, so thank you. Yes, you've got to come back. Maybe next Definitely. summer. That'll yes. be so fun. Yeah. Okay, see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at bgcf.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.